0: Greetings, bibliophiles, to Five Author Questions or Five AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. I'm Sandra Farrick, head of Youth Services,
1: and I'm Kevin King, head of Community Engagement here at the Kalamazoo Public Library. So you can follow us on Instagram at Five Author Questions, spell out five, F-I-V-E, and you can follow us on Twitter. At
0: Author5, again, spell out 5,
1: F-I-V-E. And if you want to send us fan mail, it's podcasts at kpl.gov. And as always, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Join the, the massive amounts of people who listen to this every week.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mom.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mom. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: And I'm very excited about our guests today because we have two of them. Yes. So now it's like we're getting a twofer.
1: It's a twofer day.
0: I love twofers.
1: Married writers, Deborah and Percy. Johnston and Arnold Johnston live in Kalamazoo and South Haven, Michigan. Their individually and collaboratively written plays have won over over 300 productions and readings on stage, screen, and radio, as well as numerous awards and publications across the country and internationally. They've co-written, co-written, and edited, translated some 20 books as well. Their award-winning poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and translations have appeared widely in literary journals and anthologies. After a distinguished administrative career in Kalamazoo Public Schools, Debbie is now a full-time writer, as is Arnie, who was the chairman of English Department from 1997 to 2007 at the Western Michigan University, and taught there for many years as the co-founder of the Creative Writing Program and founder of the Play Writing Program. They are both members of the Dramatists Guild, the, association, the Associated Writing Program's Poets and Writers, and the American Literary Translators Association. Swept Away is Arnie's newest novel, and it was released this spring. Debbie and Arnie's children's book, Mr. Robot Monkey Returns to New York, is set to debut in July. Both are for sale. Both these books are going to be for sale at the Michigan News Agency in downtown Kalamazoo and other bookstores in the area, or pre-ordered through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online platforms. Welcome to 5AQ, Arnie and Debbie.
2: Glad to be here. We're delighted. Thank you for having us. No, oh,
1: thank you. And as
2: Debbie just said, uh, it's Mr. Robert
1: Monkey. Oh, I said Robot Monkey. Yeah, you did. I'm really sorry.
2: (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll have to write one of those. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, now you're going to have
1: to write Mr. Robot Robot Monkey. (laughs) That's the sequel. That's the sequel. Mr. Robert meets Mr. Robot. (laughs) There you go. So, five questions.
0: Five questions. We get to do follow-ups, as many as we want. It's our rules, our show. We just, you know, keep going with the flow. But we will start. Question one. What do each of you do for one another to help with the writing process? Well,
3: as I've said many times before, collaborating is a gift. We have a lot of friends who thought, oh, we'll do that. We'll try that. And it's really, it's either you can do it or you can't. And we really have been very lucky. We read each other's work. We encourage each other. We, Arnie, is the spell check guy, because <laughs> he can spell everything. <laughs>
2: um, and the IT guy, so he sends them out, gets them published and done. And I'm a stenographer. I type up uh, everything. Right. Debbie okay. likes to write on legal pads,
3: and I type and copy edit while I'm typing. But it's 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 also fun. You surprise each other. You mm-hmm. think up clever things. You it's it's just sometimes the important thing about
2: collaboration, I believe, is it's crucial that neither collaborator feels that he or she is doing the heavy lifting right. that you always feel as if you're trying to keep up with the right. other person. Right.
1: Wow, that's really good insight. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Question number two if you could pick a theme song for your life together as writers, what song would you select and why, or what songs?
2: Well, uh, as, uh, I was thinking about this, uh, we're doing a reading next week for the Emeriti council at WMU. And, uh, we're reading a longish one act called come rain or come shine that we wrote, uh, quite a few years ago. And, uh, That's uh, the song I picked, Come Rain or Come Shine. I'm going to love you like nobody's loved you. Come rain or come shine. That's
1: such a great song. And
3: my song is Dancing in the Dark. Um, And I was thinking of the oldie. called Porter? Right. You called it something. The ancient. (laughs) Elder. elder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dancing in the Dark. Uh, But also... I was reminded that there's a Springsteen song and I can't think of two better songs. Yeah. Uh, romantic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Upbeat. Very good. And you know, twofer that's perfect for themes here today.
0: Absolutely. Yes. All right. Question three, what fictional character have you always wanted to meet in real life and why?
2: Uh, for me, it would be a uh, hip parrot. Uh, uh, in Dickens's Great Expectations. Uh, I encountered uh, Pip as a character when I was about the same age as uh, he is. And uh, I uh, had great expectations myself. And I always uh, wanted to uh, get together with him and compare notes. And I guess I still have great expectations.
3: Well, and I will tell you the one I thought of first at the end. But as I thought more about this question, I, you know, there's some women in literature that are like mean and powerful. And I wouldn't mind meeting them. My first one maybe would be Medea from a distance, but you know, <laughs> she would be a fascinating woman to meet. And Lady Macbeth. I've always admired the play, and I've always found her fascinating. And I, you know, I wouldn't mind meeting her, but <laughs> I would have to say, and I think a lot of women will agree with me, I'd like to meet Mister Darcy.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. A lot of women will agree. I
3: think that. I think that uh, doesn't need an explanation.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
3: She's the Colin first, first, uh, first, yes, first birth uh, <laughs> version. Of Mr. Darcy, he was really
1: good. Question at number four. And do you have, do each of you have any secret slash hidden skills and or abilities that you want to share?
2: Oh, you know, uh, I I suppose people's relationships, sons and fathers have fraught relationships. And uh, the major uh, compliment I ever got. From my father was, he said, you know, you're really good at parallel parking. (laughs) (laughs) That's my, that's my secret, uh, superpower ability that uh, not everyone knows about. Yes. That's
1: That's a great one.
3: It's because I talk all the time. (laughs) I am actually a pretty good cook. Um, Uh not a baker, what a cook. I didn't know there was a distinction, but I've learned. Mm-hmm. And if I were why don't you close the door? If I were excuse me <laughs> to do my life over, mm-hmm. I might consider becoming a cook. Mm-hmm. It would be very different. But when I was in college and doing things that wasn't a profession for women, but my secret ambition is that you know that might have been fun. Both of our children, both of our sons, are really good cooks. Mm-hmm. Nieces and nephews, the whole family is full of cooks. And you know, I guess that's my secret ability.
0: Do you have a favorite dish that you like to make?
2: What What do you like to make?
3: Oh, meat. <laughs>
1: Just the meat.
3: Meat. That's that's why they call the English beef eaters. You know. Yes. Ah. Uh, um, but, you know, we, we have pasta, fancy pastas and roasts and all sorts of really good English cooking. I know people think that's an oxymoron. Our, uh,
2: a confession what we mostly do is eat out.
3: <laughs> no longer a skill I practice. So.
1: Arnie just like totally blew Debbie's skills out of the way. I know, I know. I know.
3: <laughs> I'm good at I, I'm good at warming up leftovers. now. There you go. That's, that is a skill. That is a skill. Yeah. And so
1: you don't dry them out. That's a really good skill.
0: No, you fry them in butter. That's <laughs> you <laughs> heard it here, everyone. Yes, that's, that's how you secret. save your leftovers. Butter, butter. Yeah. butter.
2: <laughs> of course, if you you, you could fry a book in butter, and it would probably
1: Oh, that's great. It's like the carnivals where they f- they deep fry everything. everything. Like Twinkies. Yes, yes. And yes, it is. Milky Ways. and books. All of it. The All the carnival food. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great.
0: Okay, question number five. What was the catalyst for the two new books, Swept Away and Mr. Ro- Robert Monkey Returns to New York? I'll
3: go first? No, you go. Oh, well, I'll talk about Mr. Robert since we both wrote it. We... It's a long story, but for some reason, all these years, we've collected stuffed monkeys. They have such happy faces. <laughs> you know, we, we give them people who have children that are now almost grown say, oh, we had that monkey for years. He loved it. Um, and we had hundreds. We are now giving them away. Mm-hmm. Any, Any child would come anywhere near either can <laughs> Oh, it's, it's interesting when they go to our big baskets of monkeys, they immediately want one. They immediately know, and you say, "Don't you want to look around? Wouldn't you like to look further?" No, that's the one they want. Um, but we started writing this book. The idea, I—it's just—I guess we wrote it first. It took a long time. It took us at least a year. Wrote the wrote the story about a boy who loses his beloved stuffed monkey, Mr. Robert, on their trip where they moved to New York and he was originally from a souvenir shop there. So he drops out of his backpack and then Mr. Robert has adventures getting himself back to Bobby in New York. And and when it's a little like Kevin and Hobbes, but not really, when his parents aren't around, Bobby's more real. So and eventually they are uh, reunited when the doorman at the Bank Street School finds him on the sidewalk in New York. And they have the same adventures in New York that they had had in the country, only just in a different setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote it, and then the poet here turned it into rhymed couplets. So nice. it rhymes. So, uh, you know, we had a lovely woman do the illustrations. illustrations are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, between four and five to ten maybe it's a 32-page a picture book but it's got more writing in it than many picture books do and it, it just was fun we start something that's a fun project and get caught up in it and this was one of those things so, yeah.
1: and, and that's coming out this oh, summer correct i
3: let arnie tell you swept yes you know swept
2: away uh is partly uh, autobiographical, uh, although not really. The way, the way we write mostly is taking scraps from here and there, uh, and putting them together, sort of like sewing a quilt. You, you take disparate pieces and try to weave them into uh, something coherent and pleasing. And I went to graduate school uh, of the University of Delaware, and I had all kinds of stories backlogged in my brain. Uh, and I told often. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, uh, having told them, I might as well write uh, you know, a lot of them down. And I found a framework uh, uh, to uh, put them in. It's a fictionalized framework. Uh, University. Uh, It's not Delaware. It's in Pennsylvania, actually, a small school at which the main character is uh, having difficulty getting tenure. He's a playwright, and he uh, at a crucial moment uh, is offered a production of one of his plays by his alma mater, Wayne State University, which takes him back uh, to Detroit, which uh, is a place that I spent much of my time growing up. So I managed to combine my experiences in Detroit and my experiences uh, uh, out east, but heavily fictionalized because uh, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And uh,
3: so that's how that came to be. It has a wonderful cover. I know people can't see
1: it. Oh, let's see it. Let's see it.
3: It has a wonderful cover. By the artist who lives in Kalamazoo, Jerry Fry. Okay. And it's, it's, we're so lucky to have him do it. And yeah. It's a, it's a great adventure. It's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It has ghosts in it. It has a
2: lot of Arnie stories about academia. Um, and yeah, much to my surprise, starting it off,
3: uh, it turns out to be funny. Yes. Yes, no yes, No surprise.
1: I'm very, very much looking forward to reading that book, Arnie. I'm excited. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I will. If I if I enjoy that book as much as I enjoy being around you two, I'm going to love it. Oh,
3: thank you.
1: So we are at the end of our five questions, but this is kind of the bonus question. It's not part of the five, but we want to know what's new. What's next for Debbie and Arnie? Uh,
3: well, on the spot. Yes, well, we've got plays that are in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one called Burying Caesar, which was something that could be a pandemic, but you know, 20 years from now, they'll do pay- plays that were pandemic plays mm-hmm. on stage. I've got that all figured out. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. there you go. I, but it's about a theater company who's burying their beloved leader. On all the many stories from theater companies. Mm-hmm. i working on short stories. I've got some new ones.
2: Debbie just uh, won second prize for one of her wonderful stories uh, in the Spring-Fed Writers' uh, Competition. Oh, uh, congratulations. Daffodils are not wildflowers. She writes lots of stories about this area of Michigan, and that's, that's one of hers. Uh, I've been writing poetry. I just just wrote a a poem that's uh, uh, longer than most poems I I usually write. And it's COVID related. When I was sitting in the parking lot uh, out at the uh, fairgrounds waiting for Debbie to get her COVID shot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I uh, turned on the radio and heard uh, Joni Mitchell singing, One of her songs from her great album, Blue, uh, with the line, Carrie, get out your cane, Mm -hmm. put on some silver. I then listened in succession to uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash singing Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. (laughs) Uh, uh, Judy herself uh, came on and and was singing... And it all took me back to uh, 1970, and I found myself uh, remembering when I lived out on West Main in the university apartments, and suddenly all kinds of uh, stories from back then began to flood my mind, and I decided it was either going to be a big essay or a, a fairly long poem, and It still may become an essay, but it has already become a poem. Arnie
3: Arnie is a wonderful poet. He has a couple books out to read for views. Going back to a question we talked about earlier about truth and things that are made up and woven. In this poem, he used a story of his dear friend, shall I use his name, Tex Ragsdale, and he sent it to text to be sure it was all right, because, you know, some things yeah. are good and personal and it, it's a wonderful story. And it's, there's nothing bad about it, but sometimes you do check with your friends. I had a friend years ago who every time I stole her life and put it in my stories, I, she still is my friend. She just <laughs> like, well, write more, write more. So, you know, some people like it and some people and don't. And it was okay with text. It he was okay it. with text. I yeah. liked it, yes. That's great. So, Thank That's you. I'm nice doing poetry and mm-hmm. we're always, something's always popping into our head.
2: And I, I must admit, uh, I've just gotten two really nice reviews, one from oh, book yes. and one from independent book review for swept away. And it's been, you know, sort of nudging me that, uh, maybe the main character or characters from, uh, uh, swept away might make another appearance.
1: That'll be great. Look, well, I mean, I saw the book list review, and I was very excited for you.
2: the The funny, the funny thing is, um, you know, this is an inside thing about writing swept away. Uh, when I started it off, it was going to be a novella. I didn't think it was going to have the legs for a novel, and it started off with the main character having an office mate and they had a relationship that, uh, you know, bantering and so forth. And I thought, well, you know, it's sort of a buddy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the book remained sort of inert until I decided his office mate is going to be a gay woman. And all of a sudden, boom, bang, the book took on a new life, Uh and it became funnier and more interesting. I was more interested in it. (laughs) That definitely helps when
1: when you're writing a book, you'd be interested in your own writing. But (laughs) that, um, so we're very excited because we're going to be, we're going to have a program in June, June 10th at the library. You guys are going to make another appearance at, 6.30 6.30 online talking about the stuff you're working on to uh, kind of a extended discussion on everything. This Kalamazoo treasure, these, these two treasures of Kalamazoo are working on and um, we're so excited to talk to you and, and see you again. And uh, I can't wait to see you in nine COVID times. So
2: you guys are very kind and you are. thank you so much for having That's us fun. on.
3: Fun.
1: Thanks. All right. So thanks to Arnie and Debbie. Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode.
0: And finally, we leave you with a quote from Golda Meir. To be or not to be is not a question of compromise. Either you be or you don't be.